Knights get it. Eichel down the middle alone. Slides it into the goal. Jack Eichel. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. Still in the zone. Theodore, one-timer, wide right. Rebound, wah, he scores! This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Welcome in Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Wallace out here, Finley North Volkswagen in Centennial Hills. Get down here, take a look at all the awesome Volkswagen vehicles that are on display and ready for your test drive. Millard back at Studio 31, Chapman live inside the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios. Finley Chevrolet on the 215, home of the... Road trip, here we come. Let's load it up for Seattle. A double dip against the Kraken and then on to Vancouver to round out the three-game junket. And the Golden Knights uh, loaded up that plane today with uh, an extra player and maybe even more. Uh, as we went through the final practice uh, before the road trip, uh, it just uh, ended up being one of those days where you you have to be a practice and you have to watch something. And it's not for a good thing. It's one of those ones where if you happen to be it, it, like media, uh, if, if you're not there and you're not witnessing it, you can't really tell the whole story. And what I'm talking about is Braden McNabb showed up at practice today in a regular colored sweater. That's great. Uh, so he's out of the non-contact sweater. Everything's cruising along. The goaltenders at the start of practice, Logan Thompson and Robin Leonard, they're doing their drills. They go through uh, an initial warm-up drill. And then at the to my right, uh, at the far end from the lobby, uh, there's a end of a drill. Jack Eichel grabs a puck, rips it at the net. Uh, I I assume that uh, the Panda had moved on to the next shot by the way that uh, he was facing, and it hits him on the inside of the uh, the right arm, and boom, uh, he's down. And it was tense for a minute, guys. I'm not going to lie to you. It was tense. Shane Nadi, Ashley Weiss, and I were all standing there watching, and uh, and when Shane reacts, like Shane is stoic. There, nothing gets to Shane uh, unless Gary's talking too much. And this this got uh, a reaction out of Shane, like an oh boy. And he, uh, the panda, uh, was down, and Robin Leonard uh, was uh, shook off his glove, uh, his catching hand for a little bit. Uh, did go back in, got a uh, sorry bud uh, from Jack Eichel. Uh, which is uh, big from from players because players aren't necessarily really apologetic about when they hurt a goaltender and uh, and then he went back in and didn't didn't try and catch the first couple of pucks. In fact, the the first puck just happened to be at uh, his glove, yeah. and he used his blocker <laughs> to to go across. Uh, and I, you can tell by my my reaction there, I I, I don't think it's that serious. Uh, uh-huh. If if Robin Leonard doesn't play. And now we'll just see. I'm sure it's bruised, and I'm sure it's painful. Uh, but uh, what I saw today, uh, I think, is going to be independent on what Robin Leonard was dealing with before. And that's just my eye test and in watching uh, that kind of thing and, and taking some some nicks uh, over the days. Yeah. Uh, and I I think he should be all right now. Is it gonna hurt? Yeah, is it going to be uncomfortable, whether he's playing the puck or doing different movements? Probably for a while. Is it going to bruise up like a son of a gun? For sure. Uh, but uh, I don't see what happened today in practice, uh, What, even though it grabbed all the headlines, 
as something that uh, is going to get in the way of him returning whenever that is. I don't know whether Robin went on the trip uh, to start, but in looking at him in practice today and and this week, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he's on the trip at some point. If he didn't go today, I think he'll be on the trip at some point, and I expect him to play uh, soon here. Uh, probably not tomorrow night, but I think it's soon. So, yeah, I mean, your expectation is that he, he plays sometime in the next three games. Like, yeah, I'm hopeful. At, right? I, I, I'm hopeful. I, I don't think he plays tomorrow night, uh, and, uh, and especially with, with maybe, maybe you give him the extra, extra day because of uh, the arm being uh, banged up a little bit. But I don't, I, from what I've seen this week and what yeah. uh, I witnessed today, uh, Friday and Sunday, yeah, I, I think that they're right in, in his wheelhouse, providing that things continue. Now, uh, he did leave practice today. He was the first goaltender off the ice. But it wasn't going to be practice. Uh, he left about 25 minutes uh, into the workout. And Yuri Patera is there. I, the, Robin wasn't going to put in a whole bunch of extra work uh, at the end because the long whistle had went and and it looked like they were they were uh, breaking up so uh, I don't think the the injury was a significant cause for him to to be the first goaltender off the ice that's and that is just me reading what I saw and I was fortunate enough to be able to witness the whole thing in and not have to go back and look at video or anything like that uh, so uh, I'm, I'm thankful that uh, that I can bring you that type of uh, analysis I uh, wasn't looking at the, the other end or the, the middle of the ice. Uh, just happened to be staring down uh, towards Robin Leonard's end. So uh, I, I think it's uh, it's a scare uh, for sure to see your goaltender uh, on the ice uh, and rolling in pain. Uh, and he certainly came over and, uh, and worked uh, and tested it out with Mike Rosati after that particular drill was done he had the hand had the glove off the hand and he was doing the you know like you you'd make your hand into a fist mm-hmm. uh that type of thing and uh and then went back in and and continued practice uh for a a, a, a significant length of time uh so I, I think all that taken into account he didn't leave after three minutes he didn't leave immediately he stayed around uh, for the the major portion of practice uh, so from the today's incident alone, I think it's good news. And the fact that he was out there again and uh, and doing the the regular things that a goaltender does uh, from his lower body injury that was bothering him before this, uh, I didn't see any ill effects from there. And I'm optimistic that we'll see him on this road trip. Best case scenario for the Golden Knights is that Robin Leonard gets back into the fold and, and yeah. as well as Logan Thompson has been playing. And I know we've fielded this this question, whether it be yesterday on the on the Insider Show or whether it be uh, in a postgame show. Um, when Robin Leonard is healthy, when Robin Leonard is available, when he is ready to go and cleared for action, he's getting the crease back. And, and as, as well as Logan Thompson has played, I think it, it's, it's worth noting and, and really understanding that you need Robin Leonard down the stretch more than anybody else because when you look at the players that are out up front for the Golden Knights and you understand that goal scoring is going to be hard to come by, um, you you need your ace back in the hole. And, yeah. and for the Golden Knights, that's Robin Leonard. Uh, so Pete DeBoer, like what was he thinking? He actually <laughs> saw this happen as well. He was looking at that end of the ice, uh, blew the whistle, went in, and uh, talked to his goaltender and 
Uh, coach, every, everybody's trying to take, stay calm, right? Because like, you don't know uh, <laughs> w- w- where that shot got him or, or what kind of effects. Like, if it gets you with no padding at all and yeah. it's off the stick of Jack Eichel, yeah. like, like, we know the fragility of the, the human body and, and the potential for, for uh, aches and pains and breaks so, and sprains. Some of uh, us more than others. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, and uh, so he goes down, he looks at him, and I'm sure there's part of him going, Okay, get up, Robin. Get up, Robin. <laughs> and and the other part, you know what the other part's thinking? Again? Yeah. Like, what what's going on is here? And uh, Pete was asked about it. It was the first question in his media uh, session before the team boarded the flight uh, bound for Seattle about the situation with Robin Leonard. Here's Pete's reaction. It's uh, golden nights if uh, we didn't have someone leave with an injury during practice, so. We'll see. I don't know. I don't have an update yet. I'm, again, (laughs) looking at this like it's a pain in the butt and Mm -hmm. it's a scare that nobody needed. Yep. But I the basic way to to summarize this is the goalie, he he got goalied in practice. He got a puck. He he got a puck, whether it's the knee or the ankle or the shoulder or whatever up high. You yep. get those shots every now and then that find a soft spot in your gear. This one hurt them, uh, but I don't think it's going to be uh, one of those things. I'm sure. I, I'm sure they looked at it. And they heck, they I don't know. They may have got an X-ray. I don't know, uh, but uh, just to make sure and 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 dot all your eyes uh, and cross your T's. Uh, but uh, as far as uh, long term don't think it's going to uh, impact at least I hope it, it doesn't and uh, and you can you can live with uh, this this report that, that I've got from here at City National Arena I, I I will say I've seen goaltenders take shots like that numerous times over my thousands of hours of watching practice yeah and on more than 10 occasions okay I've watched the goaltender grab his gear and get the heck off the ice. <laughs> like, I've had enough for that. Yeah. And just, like, e- enough, and away we go, and I'll see you guys tomorrow. And it, sometimes it's because you're struggling in a slump, and sometimes it's just uh, you're having a bad day, uh, whatever. But the goal, that, that puck finds that spot, mm-hmm. and you're just simply see you laterville. And that wasn't the case today. Robin, Robin was down. He was hurt. He jumped back in the net, took more shots, and including a couple that, that he was able to glove down, went over in between drills and tested out the hand and, and was doing the, the, the tightening of the, uh, the, the fingers and uh, all those little things that you do to make sure that, uh, that, that everything. I don't know what that does, by the way. Like when you make your hand into a fist. When you tighten like, your hand? Yeah. I, I, well, it's, it's but, but it's, uh, how many times have you done that? Over the years, where they say, "Okay, can you make a fist?" Yeah, yeah. All right, good. Well, I, I mean, you're trying to, to determine that everything structurally is working within your hand, like it. it you know, but it, the arm, now, the, now the, granted, the wrist. Granted, the... if you take if you take the shot off the you know off the shoulder or the the upper portion of your arm, yeah. whether or not your your forearm works to make a fist is is irrelevant. Like, I know, it, but it, I feel like I've had to make that <laughs> fist, like whether I sprained a, a, a ankle, stubbed yeah. a toe. Or took a puck off the shoulder, yeah, like you said. Like, can you make a fist? Wrong. Yeah. Okay, you're good. You're going to the wrong doctors, yeah. buddy. You're getting True. checked out by the wrong people. If, they, but, if you've uh, got a lower body injury and they're asking whether or not you can make
make a fist, then you've got a problem, bud. And, and note, I didn't see the trainer come over at that point, so he wasn't <laughs> calling the trainer. Uh, you're right. It was Rosati and yeah. uh, and Dr. Rosati, who uh, I, I call him uh, the goalie guru, the goalie doctor. Sure. Uh, Mike Rosati, the goalie coach, who has played like he played in the Olympics uh, a few times and 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 one of the great stars of of Italy over the years like he's taken those shots too so he knows exactly what uh what Robin's uh feeling in that regard yeah. so they were there was uh two peas in a pod and I'm sure there's as much just catching your breath and probably scared the heck out of Robin uh as well uh well, I, because he wasn't <laughs> expecting the shot to come from from that side uh, as if you're looking at the goal Jack Eichel was off to the left, and and it caught him. Looked like it caught uh, Robin on the inside of the, uh, between the elbow and the and the hand. Yeah. So like, and and your your account of of things, I'm not going to sit here and parade on your optimism. Like I'm I'm think I'm thinking and probably thankful that you're as optimistic as you are about what happened today in practice. Now that being said. This year has been a right. groundhog day situation for the Golden Knights when it comes to injuries all year long. And, and it's been players that have been able to come back into the lineup and then players that have come out of the lineup. And you don't have to look very far. Max Pacioretty was on track to be a, a game-time decision. And yeah. then in a Great morning point. skate was unable to complete the morning skate, was unable to go and had a setback. So I think until Robin Leonard kind of gets back into a game and whether or not the plan was for Robin to start tomorrow, I, I don't necessarily think that it was, or whether it was to start later on on the road trip, whatever the case may be, until that happens, I think Golden Knights fans are, are going to probably operate under the assumption that there might have been a setback simply because that's been the way it's gone all year long for this team. Uh, perfectly put. Uh, yeah. Exactly uh, the way they're probably looking at it, and the way we should we should look at it. When he's there, when he's scraping that crease before the national anthem, after the pregame warm up, then then we'll talk about Robin Leonard being back. Yeah. But uh, uh, until then, it it is uh, a, a bit fluid. But uh, again. There's, there's two different parts to this with Robin. There's the yeah. lower body injury mm-hmm. that he suffered in the game against Philadelphia to start the five-game road trip, and then there's the shot he took off the inside of the arm today. And uh, the way he reacted today, I it doesn't look like Like Chip the goalie. Uh, I, I saw Chip the goalie, one of your uh, regular callers. Mm-hmm. We haven't heard from Chip, though, in a while, have we? No, oh, we got to get him back on. Yeah, I, I saw him at City National Arena last week, and he was walking in. I didn't know it was Chip the goalie. Mm. He was just walking. This guy was walking in with his gear, and I said, have a good skate, uh, play well. And he sent a, a tweet out later saying, hey, always nice to run into you guys. Uh, and it was Chip the goalie. Nice. Uh, so, so now I feel like I, I know him. But uh, whether you're Chip the goalie or me or or Laurent Brassois, uh you get these these pucks that, that the fine spots I, I showed you uh, like on my my right arm mm-hmm. yeah. last week uh, yeah. a big welt uh, that that found uh, an unprotected spot and it was gross looking uh, yeah. uh, for for a couple of days but like it hurt but you could still mm-hmm. play like would, would you would it keep you out of a national no uh, it's about the only way that I can kind of speak to being in the same vein as as, as Robin Leonard just that mm-hmm. that pain threshold but so I, I think that today is just it's a pain in the butt, yeah. And it's something you don't need, but at the end of the scare, I think we're going to be 
all right uh, with, with, with this situation. I do reserve the right to uh, change my opinion uh, if said injury ends up being worse. But uh, just using my, my layman little uh, analysis uh, at, at practice. it when, I, And the reason why I say I reserve the right is because it did get the, the, the comment out of Shane. Oh, boy. And that uh, I, I, I put that on the, the magnitude uh, uh, meter. It's like it's, it's right up there. We're, we're talking six, seven range when Shaner's uh, chiming in. Yeah, I mean, that, that gives you an indication. And, yeah. and it, it's, it's not just that, but like also the person taking the shot, too. Like, it's, yeah. it's not like it's not like Jack Eichel is, is a stranger to absolutely ripping the sh- ripping a shot like this guy can shoot flat out, shoot the puck. And so. he turned around. and He fired it. Like, I yeah. saw the shot. It was not. <laughs> It wasn't a flip shot that that he was just throwing in to to, to score in a rebound. He, he turned out and he fired. He thought Robin was playing the rebound because goalies mm-hmm. a lot of times always play the rebound. But it just happened that Robin had moved on to the next shot in the drill. If it was Chapman shooting, sure, and actually shooting, mm-hmm. uh, then there's well, there's no way it hits him in the arm because <laughs> unless unless Robin's on the ice. Because Ch- we know Chapman uh, is is vertically challenged when it comes to the puck. You don't uh, think he can lift the puck? Not a chance. Oh come on! No way, Jose. All of his follow nope. throughs would go high. Come on! No, his stick, okay. his stick would leave the ice. <laughs> I probably not on skates. I I I I've never shot a puck on skates, so I can't imagine that I I would be able to do anything other than slide it across the ice I, I feel like you could lift the puck chapman nope nope this is this is me rooting nope. for you buddy i mean i i nope. could do it on, on on the street so i mean as long as i don't <laughs> how many times have you done it on the street well i mean i played all the time street hockey when i was a kid so i had yeah, no with problem. a ball or a puck we used both we had we had okay. we actually had a little puck with wheels on it too which was kind of cool doesn't count not a real puck well, we're not using a real rubber puck on the street. <laughs> See, right there. <laughs> right there. Oh, it's good. I love it. That's funny. Chapman, are you right-handed or left-handed? Right-handed. So you shoot right? Yeah, yeah. I keep waiting for him to chime back in and go, I mean, I mean, I shoot left, but I'm right-handed. No, no, I'm right-handed. Hi. No, I, I'm, I'm backwards like that, too. I, I, I'm right-handed, and I actually shoot right-handed. I, I know that's incorrect. Yeah, it's weird. I still don't understand how understand that works. What? Like right-handed people, uh huh. Shooting, should you not shoot right if you're right-handed? Well, that's what I thought, right? Like, yeah. When I when in in I'm right-handed. Like, I shoot left, but I golf right. Well, that's I'm, the thing. Like, like I'm a when complete I, mess. When I was when I was a kid, you know, I I bat I bat right-handed. Like I I oh you I, do? If I, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. Everything I do, I do right-handed. But when it came to hockey. I was just when when I got my gear, I was like five years old. Got my gear. They're like, "What? What are you? Right handed, left handed?" I'm like, oh, "I'm right handed." They're like, "Hold the stick this way." I'm like, "Okay, cool," and it it just worked. It never it never occurred to me that that top hand should be my dominant hand. And then, it, it like I've I've had moments where like I'll play with my kids or I'll stick handle with the kids or whatever, and I'll I'll use a lefty stick just to make it a little bit easier on them. Yeah. Uh, and it is the most uncomfortable and awkward thing in the whole world. Wow. And you know, then Canada, Canada leads the world in ratio of left-handed golfers to right-handed golfers because of the influence of hockey, because so many hockey players shoot left. Yeah. Uh, and and they just take that same swing over to golf. So it's 
I don't understand it. I don't know where it comes from because you shoot right, shoot left, left-handed, right-handed, mm-hmm. uh, whether, you, whether you're actually left-handed or right-handed. Uh, it, it used to be that, uh, that a lot of guys played goal, then they've kind of weaned this out, uh, taking it back to the goaltending position, where somebody like Curtis Joseph, who is a left-handed <laughs> catching goaltender, yeah, like yeah. the traditional way, yeah. but he was a right-handed shooter of yeah. the puck. So he would have to flip his stick over if he really wanted to do something and make, make a play on it and flip his stick and have his trapper as the, as the top hand, uh, his catching glove, and try and play the puck in, in that regard. And but his curve was a left-handed curve, so he'd be shooting against the curve. Like yeah. it was, str- there was a lot of those guys uh, oh. back in the day, and now it doesn't <laughs> exist. Uh, and like somebody like Logan Thompson would be, uh, he'd have to switch it over. Mm-hmm. Strange how they've somehow weaned that part of the game out, and guys are still good puck handlers because the guys that had to flip over, mm-hmm. you could you could really take advantage of those guys. Yeah, for sure. And I, I remember, so so I started out skating. Like, I started out playing forward, and, and I shot right-handed for the first two, three years that I played hockey. And then I got um, an, an itch to play goaltender. Like, I wanted to, to be in dummy. goal. I know. It's it's ridiculous. It's just such a terrible idea. If you were but, already out, why would you ever want to go in there? Because it was fun. It just seemed fun. I That's don't know. There was dumb. something about it that was that was appealing to me. You were already, like, you were but, already out of prison. But let me let me tell you this. I never was able to adjust to because I, I caught I catch left-handed I throw ball like I throw balls anything like that I, I do with my right hand I write right handed yeah, like, all that like ninety so, percent of the world yeah exactly so I catch left-handed but I could never get the the sense or the idea of how to how to how to shoot left-handed because that's yeah. what you have to do if you catch so you were left, a flipper you, you had to flip it over oh I never flipped it over I just didn't play the puck no you just just bad at it that's, yeah yeah no I, I you know what? couldn't that's, do it yeah. Uh, John Casey there's a, there's was a, very, a flipper. There's a very good reason, Darren, yeah. that, that I, I barely play beer league. I'm not very good at hockey. John Casey was a flipper. Curtis Joseph was a flipper, although later in his career he got better at the traditional way. Uh, those would be the last two flippers uh, that, <laughs> that I remember. It's the greatest conversation we've ever had. Yeah. Uh, I can't. There's a couple of guys right now that look like they would be flippers like Dustin Tokarski, mm-hmm. a little awkward. He looks like he'd be a flipper, uh, but he's just not. Uh, you, you should talk to him and ask him if he's a flipper. Ticker, I will next time. Uh, now, how uh, does how does Isaiah Seville because he's a, a southpaw, right? So so everything would be backwards with him. Is that is that correct? Wow, I don't know. So a righty a righty catching goaltender would suggest that that person is naturally left-handed so they would they would throw with their left hand they would in theory right with their left hand so given the the hockey model top hand right hand would be on top of the stick so they would essentially shoot left-handed naturally but as we know guys are (laughs) are all over the place and he started at at such a young age that's the other part is is guys start at such a young age playing goal that they just get they just get used to it, and uh, Isaiah Seville or Logan Thompson, same thing, uh, would uh, would just find the the range. There is a growing number of uh, right-handed catching goaltenders hmm. in the National Hockey League. There was five years ago, I think there was two of them, and now we've got we've got a bunch rolling through, and two uh, in this organization. Which is uh, which is a little different. I think it's it's kind of cool. I've told you guys the story about Andre Vasilevsky, 
uh, a couple mm-hmm. of times uh, mm-hmm. where where he was he's naturally a right-handed catching goaltender. He's a southpaw. Yeah. But they didn't have the right-handed catching equipment w- in his town when he was growing up in Russia, so he taught himself how to play as a left-handed catching goaltender and and play the puck, which is just freaky. Like what <laughs> why doesn't he just go out and and fly to the moon and and cure all kinds of disease like he's just that's when you're just naturally blessed and you can do whatever you want um, yeah. uh, in, in that regard. Imagine if he showed up with two. Remember Dan Blackburn, uh, New York Rangers goaltender, hurt his shoulder uh, working out. He was the, the guy before Henrik Lundqvist. Hmm. This is story time at Darren Millard. Hey. Uh, and uh, so... It's story time with Millard. Dan Blackburn is a high draft pick of the New York Rangers before Henrik Lundqvist uh, was there. And he is the stud. Like, he comes in and he takes over Manhattan. And he's all-world junior. uh, Played for Ryan McGill uh, with the Kootenai Ice. Assistant coach with the Vegas Golden Knights. uh, Played under uh, Coach Ryan. And Dan is the future of the New York Rangers. Hurts his shoulder, you guys. Uh, His his left shoulder. He's a left-hand catching goaltender. Uh, hurts his shoulder lifting weights and suffers nerve damage in the shoulder Ooh. to the point where he, he can't really raise his arm properly to catch the puck mm-hmm. and ends up having to retire uh, because of that. That opens the door for Henrik Lundqvist to come in, and the rest is history. Lundqvist becomes a superstar. But if Dan Blackburn hadn't hurt his shoulder... Uh, who knows what look Henrik Lundqvist would have got because they would have already had Dan. Uh, they might have moved Henrik Lundqvist, and and he might have been a star for uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets or uh, the the Toronto Maple Leafs or whoever. Uh, it, but uh, that works out. But anyway, uh, Dan Blackburn couldn't get it out of his his system, uh, having to retire. Mm-hmm. So he he gave up the insurance money. That, that you get, because uh, every athlete has insurance against uh, career-ending injury, he gave up that money to try and come back and play. Hmm. But he came back and played without a catcher, without a glove hand. <laughs> really? He came back and played with two blockers. No way. Yeah, and 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 changed his style uh-huh. to so he would never have to catch the puck. His, his hand, because he couldn't turn his hand his palm to face the the shot and yeah. and get the arm up so he played with his his the back of his hand facing the shooter so with two blockers and would use his elbow to kind of lock up that that top corner wow. and played in the ECHL for Victoria I want to say and it was short lived yeah. but he gave it a shot and and uh and, and moved on got to got to connect with Dan I haven't talked to Dan uh social media maybe a couple of years ago uh we went back and forth but uh a really cool story long way uh from uh what we went through with Robin Leonard today which is uh certainly nowhere near uh the <laughs> the seriousness of of Dan Blackburn or anything but uh, about that but uh went through most of practice and I don't know whether I didn't see him leave so maybe he left a couple of minutes before before I looked down, but uh, he took uh, part in the majority of the drills, and I, I think that there's some uh, reason to be uh, positive uh, about uh, about what we're seeing here, or or not not as scared, not as pessimistic. Yes, which is Thank which you. is perfectly fine. I, I think that 
this is one of those moments where I applaud your optimism um, because I think that everyone needs it, if I'm being honest. Well, and, and I'm just happy. Uh, serious, uh, it's total fluke that I was looking that way. Yeah. And I can tell you exactly what happened uh, because uh, I know not everybody was. And, and you're looking around and you're trying to figure out and not all cameras are. Again, in Toronto, for sure, somebody's got an angle of that mm-hmm. because yeah. there's 55 cameras yeah. uh, around. But uh, but uh, having witnessed it and, and knowing what it's like, it hurts like hell. It's not fun. It's going to bruise up, especially uh, somebody, um, if you're like me, you really <laughs> bruise up. But uh, it's. Uh, yeah, I think I think we'll see him. Now, Braden McNabb, that's mm-hmm. a different story. L- yep. Let's take a break, and we'll come back with the McNabb angle uh, as we continue. Uh, because I think that there's a couple of things happening uh, with the Vegas Golden Knights. And if you want to be a little more optimistic as we go on here, I give you that that door uh, to open up. And we've got Sam and Asha also coming up, one-timers as well in our number two. It's the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Got some hard riffing going on today. Impressive. Uh, Darren Millar, Studio 31, and it's uh, Ryan Wallace out at Finley North Volkswagen 7500 West Azure Way. Hey, uh, we got uh, drive, sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, we got Will Carrier coming up uh, on Thursday. We're going to be back out at uh, Finley North Volkswagen on Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they put on their fo- Facebook page today that uh, Will Carrier is going to be uh, over there signing autographs on Thursday while we're there. Yeah, so you're going to want to come down and say hello to us, both me and Darren. We will be down here uh, on Thursday at Finley North Volkswagen in Centennial Hills. It's such a like this is such a cool spot because it's it's pretty futuristic there. And like you haven't been out here yet, but Thursday. I feel I know I feel like I'm in a car dealership from the future. Hmm. If I'm being honest, it, like. It's sleek, it's clean, and on Thursday, Will Carrier is going to be down here. He's going to be signing autographs, and you're going to want to get down here uh, probably to see Will Carrier and then say hello to you know me and then yeah. know, Darren. Darren's probably third on the list. Well, I, I, I don't care. I don't mind being second uh, fiddle to you guys and, oh, uh, and having some fun uh, with Will Carrier. I'll see if we can get him on, uh, bring him over to the table and have a little chat with him because uh, that means – well, basically, we knew that uh, that he was going to be out a little bit longer. So, uh, newsflash, it doesn't sound like Will Carey is going on the trip uh, <laughs> right now if he's signing autographs at uh, at uh, Finley North Volkswagen in yeah. Centennial Hills. But uh, maybe we can get him to uh, to give a game rating uh, or two uh, from uh, from the Wednesday night game. Hey, wouldn't that be cool? A guest? Um, have we ever had a guest game raider? I don't know that we have, um, but now this is my singular focus. Like, everything I do between now and Thursday, and, you know, obviously the Golden Knights are going to have to hold up their end of the bargain because I'm certainly not going to ask Will Carrier to give a game rating if the Golden Knights lose on Wednesday. I'm not going to do that. Uh, But if the Golden Knights win and we can manage it, I will try to get Will Carrier on to do a game rating. And I can't wait for Chapman to uh, 
uh, to go into the nuance with a with a player on the yeah. other line. Well, be great. The, you know, I, I will say this: from what <laughs> I know about William Carrier and what he does when he's not playing hockey. Will, Will Carrier strikes me as a Carolina Reaper kind of guy. Like, he strikes me as a guy who actually eats Carolina Reapers. What are you talking about? Oh, Will, Will Carrier is, is he's a man's man. Like, he's an outdoorsman. He's So, he's, so you, you're just assuming that he likes spicy food? I, I You know what? I, I think we should ask him. I have no idea what the hell you're talking about. Well, William Carrier told me one time, <laughs> he told me, me and, and, and someone else, that he spends, like, days on his boat. In the off season, just fishing. Yeah, he likes fishing. Yeah, well, like you know, he's a it's man's man. With whether he likes peppers or not. If, if you look at when when they, when they do the giveaways where players get to put their basket together, yeah, 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 yeah. Carrier always has the coolest stuff. But does he have spicy things? I he he may have in the past, like maybe uh, like you some don't hot know, sauce you don't or... know, you you <laughs> know, you're making that up. I I will I will make a bet. Are you that... making that up? No, I, I, I do you don't. know? Do you know that for sure? I know he's giving away cool stuff like Yeti coolers and stuff. Yes, so, so fishing I, I, stuff. But yes. you have no idea whether like Naughty likes spicy food. I, I will, I will make a bet with you that William Carrier likes spicy food. It's a total guess that you're that you're going are on. You, right are there. you going to make the bet? You make the bet with me. I. What are you guys going to bet? I'll no. bet him. I'll bet him a toonie. Listen, no, 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 no. I'm being be totally honest. I don't know whether he likes spicy food or not, and neither does Chapman. He's just hoping. That he does. Oh, you don't know that. You don't know that I don't. Maybe, you just maybe, admitted that maybe, you don't maybe know. I'm, maybe I'm playing the uh, the bluff game at, at, that they do. You're at, not uh... smart enough to do that because <laughs> wow. you can't. No, no, because he can't. He can't control his emotions enough. It's got nothing to do with intelligence. He, you know as well as I do, that Chapman's too much of a fan uh, to be able to uh, hide his emotions and, and play the bluff card. I just, I want this to be a thing that happens on Thursday, and I can't wait to see whoever's we'll, we'll find wrong. Out. It, like no 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 Chapman, this has to be a spicy food bet, right? Like the loser has to bite into a I don't know habanero. Okay, like, doing that. Like, uh, like yeah. I'm not Darren. I'm not going to blow you out or anything. Like I'm <laughs> no. not going. I'm not going to go Carolina. I've told you guys I that do that either. Peanut butter is spicy to me. Come it's, on, it's it's not. It, this is not my thing. My how my can, wife how can I how can is I unbelievable <laughs> with this stuff? But how I can cannot I get this do to it. happen. <laughs> you, you how can, can I get this to happen, <laughs> Ryan? Because. Come on, Ryan! Like, like whitening toothpaste sends me over the edge. Mint, mint is too spicy mint for you. Is too much for me. Yeah, milk is is. I can barely handle milk. Milk is what you drink when you eat something too spicy. That's and the point. That's, yeah, I know. That, oh my goodness! Uh, so, so uh, we've got Sam and Ash coming up. Uh, we're going to chat a little bit about uh, what happened at the Oscars the other night. I uh, can't oh. wait uh, for that, but uh, I promised uh, Braden McNabb uh, update. He was on the ice today, full contact sweater. Mm-hmm. There's a guy. Yep. If he plays tomorrow night, I don't know whether he's going to play tomorrow night. Sounds like if he doesn't play tomorrow night, it's Friday. Uh, when he's in the lineup, mm-hmm. you've got a full complement of National Hockey League defensemen going. You still have Nick Hag out, mm-hmm. but but there's enough guys there. There's eight guys at practice today. Braden McNabb back in the lineup, you have a full NHL blue line. Yeah, and and that's important because when you look at the Golden Knights up front, especially with now Will Carrier not going to be in the lineup, 
and, and that has been a player that has just constantly been a driver of, of offensive chances and has really done what you need him to do down your lineup. And then you also are without Nolan Patrick. You're also without Brett Howden. You're also without Mark Stone and Max Pacioretty and, and Riley Smith. Like when you do the math on who's out of the lineup up front for the Golden Knights, you understand the goals are going to be hard to come by. And if you can bolster what you need to do offensively by having a, a more shutdown type of NHL defense uh, playing in front of Logan Thompson or yeah. in front of Robin Leonard, then you're not going to have to rely on scoring four or five goals a game. You you can probably win games with two or three. Well, here, here's, I'll put it in simpler terms. Uh, the full NHL defense is important because you have a complete AHL line up front mm-hmm. and you have two AHL goaltenders right yeah. now. That, that's the reality of the situation. So having a complement of NHL defensemen, huge. And I don't know, like White Cloud, Martinez, McNabb, all either on their way back uh, or back right now. Pretty cool. Uh, I like what I'm seeing right now, uh, spicing it up. And, and I don't like spice. Uh, when we continue, uh, we'll be back at uh, Finley North Volkswagen talking about uh, what's happening with William Carrier and his appearance on Thursday. And Sam and Ash next. Uh, Will Smith and Chris Rock and the details, the finer details of what went on legally at the Oscars. I can't wait to get into this. I've got a funny joke for you. It's all coming up on Fox Sports Las Vegas. It's time for the Legal Minute with Sam and Ash on the VGK Insider Show. So I was uh, driving home last night uh, and I was getting close to my house and I'm stopping at a red light and it was it was rainy last night. Darren Millard, Ryan Wallace uh, here on Fox Sports Las Vegas, the Insider Show. Ryan's over at uh, Finley North Volkswagen, Centennial Hills. And so I'm at this, uh, this red light and I can see, you know, the, the countdown uh, on the on the walking man sign, and the, and the the, the, the no walk sign. It's counting down like eight, seven, six, five, four, and and so I'm getting ready to to go through the intersection. Mm-hmm. It gets to zero, and I start uh, inching forward because you're anticipating. I'm not even watching uh, the necessarily uh, my lights. I look up, and my light changes green just as it turns green. This cab goes flying through the intersection mm-hmm. at like Mach seven. Wow. And I thought, if I'm okay, if I'm just not paying attention a little bit, and it just skimmed the front of my car, and I was a little bit like into the intersection, but there's no way you think that somebody's going to come flying through there. At that, it was really late. Like it, we've all been there in in red light situations, and yeah. and maybe burned the the amber a little bit uh, too much. But this was super late. You know, what the first thing I thought of hmm. wasn't my kids. Wasn't my oh. wife? It oh. was. I'm glad that I've got Sam and Ash's number programmed into my phone. Like, yeah, that that's the first thing I thought of <laughs> uh, when when I and and I and I love Sam. Is is, is Ash there? Not yet. No. Okay. I, I love Sam and Ash. I do, mm-hmm. and I, I I wanted to make sure that they, if they were there, I wanted to make sure they hear this. But I'll, I'll tell you guys anyway. Like I I I should think of my wife and my family first. I should, yeah. But but the but the first thing, like, because there was a close accident, uh, close to being an accident there. The first thing I thought of was, I I'm glad that I've got that number programmed because it would be the first thing that I, I I would have to do is is give Sam and Ash a, a call at seven zero two eight two zero one two three four. I can remember it now. But in like if you're shaken up and you're you're in an accident, you're not thinking clearly. There's a great anxiety and emotions going on. It's good to have it in your phone and put it under like lawyer. 
or Sam and Ash, and, and put it in there, uh, 702-820-1234. Is that not uh, cool, though, that uh, that they were the first? Pe- or maybe it 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 is, like, not cool that I didn't think of my family first. Well, I mean, there's, there's something to be said about that for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, listen, at least you know that should anything ever happen to you and in, in you need to, to get in touch with a lawyer, uh, you've got everything already set to go with Sam and Ash because they're the best in town. They're, they're the, the, literally the best. It's, it's not even a question. And uh, you've got that base covered. So, you know, then you can kind of beg for forgiveness from your family because yeah. you, you've got at least that, that front half taken care of. Well, at least they, they would know that I was taken care of, and then uh, and then I could move <laughs> on to the important stuff of, uh, of having the long conversation instead of having to tell my kids, hey, i got to go. I gotta, I gotta call uh, Sam, or I, I gotta get, uh, get a hold of uh, Ash. So we're, we're, we want to talk to uh, to Sam and Ash uh, about uh, what happened at the Oscars the other day. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if Chris Rock was thinking the same thing. I'm glad I've got Sam and Ash's phone number uh, at seven zero two eight two zero one two three four after the whole Will Smith thing, because that was, that was nasty. Mm-hmm. It was well, weird. It was goofy, <laughs> and. It kind of you go through the entertainment part of it, okay. You know where you're you're going. Okay, that was that was weird. I don't know whether that was real. Uh, looked like it was uh, staged. No, it looks like it was real. And then like three minutes later, I don't know whether you're like me. You go, that was kind of scary. The guy just walked up and slapped somebody. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I went back and forth, back and forth, yeah. back and forth, trying to determine whether or not it was real, whether or not it was staged, and and we were all duped in the moment. But you know, we'll, and we'll we'll get Ash's opinion on this obviously here in just a moment. But uh, yeah, I I don't know. I I went back and forth, but now I I firmly understand and believe that it was real, and that it poses an Goofy. entire set of issues and problems. Here's Ash from uh, Sam and Ash uh, Sam and Ash Law dot com seven zero two eight two zero one two three four. Ashley Watkins, uh, were you watching the uh, the Academy Awards when that happened? You know what, guys? I normally don't watch, but I was. Apparently, I picked the perfect Oscars ceremony nice. to watch, and I saw it, and I had to replay it. Yeah, I did too, like three or four times, trying to. Cause oh they my took god! The, I had to, yeah. yeah, I had to figure out if it was staged, but clearly it was not. And how do you know? Because the guy's the best actor in the world. They they, <laughs> they gave him an award for it. So how do you know whether it was staged or not? So uh, you know, Ash, Ash, they did a they did a police investigation, and um, you being a lawyer, you've been through this uh, before. Uh, do you know what they found? The police investigation? Well, no, I didn't. Okay, here, here it is. They found fresh prints. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ashley, listen, you know listen, if you want to hang you, up right you know now, what, guys, that's fine. I have scrolled Twitter and Instagram, and I have been all over this subject, and that's the first time I have heard <laughs> that joke. So congrats. That's Thank you. awesome. I thought that was the funniest one yet. Uh, that beat the paper and the rock <sighs> scissors and all that kind of stuff. Uh, that was good. So, uh, <laughs> I'd, Ryan, love to re- I'd Ryan, love to rewind before uh, to a moment before I just heard that for the second <laughs> or third time. So, uh, Ryan, ask, ask a legitimate question because I, I'm curious at some of this stuff that's uh, that's coming out from this. Okay, so like obviously you look at this. There's no real two ways to to kind of go about it. It, it looks like a, a clear cut assault. So like. Does where where's California law at with the circumstances? What kind of of assault did we witness when Will Smith walked on stage and slapped Chris Rock in the face? 
you saw a simple assault. That's basically, you just saw a plain old simple assault. And does he Nothing have to press pretty. charges? Does, does, would Chris Rock have to press charges? Or can police just walk in and go, hey, dude, you, you can't go around <laughs> hitting people? Well, you know what? That's actually a great question, guys. Uh, this was televised. They have all the evidence they yeah. need mm. if the police wanted to pursue this and wanted to go forward and prosecute Will Smith for assaulting Chris Rock. They could. They wouldn't really need Chris Rock's uh, cooperation. Uh, unlike this situation, most assaults aren't on worldwide international television for the cops to have evidence, but yeah, they would, they could if they wanted to, but I've, I've heard Chris Rock has not wanted to file a police report or has any interest in pressing charges. So like just in terms of, of Chris Rock, like obviously if you're looking at maybe not wanting to press charges against Will Smith, but what about the idea or the simple fact that, that there was no security there that was able to stop uh, Chris Rock from being assaulted? Like if he was looking to sue the the academy for allowing that to happen while he's hosting uh is that an avenue he could go down sure you would look at it because i too thought it was crazy that they just let will smith sit back down and there was no security presence there but it's not like will smith has a history of getting up and assaulting a comedian or presenter or anyone on stage this is a one-off now sure if the next academy awards will smith is invited back and he and his wife are sitting in the front row and chris rock gets up there and this happens again and there's no security or any type of protection for chris rock yeah now the academy's on the hook it's kind of like we'd say in dog with dog bites, there's usually like a one bite rule. Here, the academy had no idea that this was going to reasonably occur, so they they were really not expected to prevent this. But moving forward, yeah. Chris Rock's a comedian. Uh, I don't think he sues for damages, but can he? Is it like free reign to to use this in his routine uh, as deep as he wants to go and as I don't know offside as he wants to go because of uh, of what Will Smith did to him initially? Well, yeah, he could sue Will Smith for assaulting him, regardless, you know, for emotional distress, et cetera. He has a civil lawsuit against him for the assault. Can he use this in his co- his comedy routine? I think a lot of Americans are hoping he does. He's on tour right now, and I've read that his ticket sales have skyrocketed since this. But really? look, I... Yeah, I I know. And so I think a lot of people are anticipating him talking about it. But look, these guys, part of it is public public reputation and persona. And Chris Rock left that interaction and counter assault looking very, very good in the public eye. And so, yeah, it's all fair game, but I think he's going to be cautious on how he goes about it. Can you sue for being embarrassed? public embarrassment yeah well if you think it's damaged your reputation if you have emotional distress over it i mean look the guy was on stage and someone just came at him and assaulted him that's a traumatizing event you don't expect that as a i mean sure as a comedian maybe in some rowdier venues you might but not at the academy awards so he should he would have damages wow and because he was he was rattled and that's the part that i 
that made me think it was real because he was rattled. I can't believe he, he spit out uh, a presentation uh, after that uh, for, for an Oscar. I, I think Will should give him his Oscar. That should be the, uh, the damages. <laughs> you know, that would be nice. If, if we could come up with the, the rules and punishments of society, I think they might sometimes be a little more effective. Yeah. Uh, uh, before we let you go, uh, you hear about the F1 announcement, maybe Thanksgiving uh, in Vegas? Vegas. Vegas, baby. We, we going? You and I? We're going. All right. Yes. I'm, I'm second in my I'm F1 trying fantasy to get, pool right now. Yeah, I'm trying to get behind a wheel of one of them. Oh, I, I'm not driving with you. You're way too fast. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but, but I'll go hang out and watch the race with you. Awesome. I look forward to it, guys. As Let's long as you're it. supporting Ferrari, we can hang out. They're, they're my constructor's pick in my fantasy pool. I've got Ferrari, uh, and that's why I'm, I'm doing so well right now. And, uh, and remember, police found fresh prints. Uh, oh. <laughs> there's, there's, there's Ash uh, with us uh, from SalmonAshLaw.com, uh, 702-820-1234. You have a great week. <laughs> you too, guys. <laughs> See ya. Uh, there are legal experts uh, for the VGK Insider Show. There are lawyers. They should be your lawyers. Put them in the phone right now. Program it. So when you have the accident, it's already there. 702-820-1234. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in hour number two. We've got some catching up to do uh, in the uh, world of hockey and our play of the day and a major injury to a Stanley Cup contender. We'll let you know. It's the VGK Insider Show in Fox Sports Las Vegas. This has been the Legal Minute with Sam and Ash on the VGK Insider Show. Brought to you by Sam and Ash. Visit them at SamandAsh.com because you deserve what's right.